Hey, Moving Forward listeners, I'm excited to announce that the audiobook edition of the Poshmark Guide for Individuals and Small Businesses is now available on Audible and Apple Audiobooks. In this book, I'll show you how to create a side business on Poshmark from your closet or expand an existing retail business using this innovative e-commerce solution. The audio edition comes with a companion document that contains all of the photos, worksheets, and exercises from the print version, making this an immersive and interactive learning tool. If you're not already an Audible member, you can try it out for free and get this title with it through my affiliate link, which is available at bemovingforward.com, in quick links within the show notes for this episode, and in my link tree. The Poshmark Guide is also available in paperback and for Kindle. Start learning moving forward today. Hey, John Lim here. We're moving forward with episode 413 and kicking off season 10 of the podcast. And I'm really excited because I've got a special guest joining me today, Kimberly Charleston. She's an author. She's also very prolific on social media. If you're not already following her, I recommend you do. We'll uh, make sure you have all of her information uh, towards the end of the episode. But uh, Kimberly, how are you today? I'm doing great, John. Thank you for having me on the show. Oh, my pleasure. You know, actually, I want to kind of give my listeners a little background. Last year, I did a writing mini series. I actually wanted you on the series because we've been connected on Twitter for a while. The scheduling didn't quite work out, but I was so happy that you reached out to me towards the end of 2022. And so I, I consider this a continuation because you are an author and we're going to talk a lot about your writing. So this is a nice kind of continuation of that writing series. And I'm excited to have you share your story. So Kimberly, I'm going to let you do your introductions. Can you share with our listeners a little bit about who you are, what you do, and where you're from or where you hail from? Absolutely. Um, Well, as you mentioned, my name is Kimberly Charleston. I'm an author. Um, I've lived around the United States currently. Right now, I'm living in Western Michigan. Okay. And like many of the authors that you've interviewed, John, I left my formal corporate career to pursue writing full time. Oh, that's great. Wow. I've always been a writer. You know, I've I've written for years, but most of my published work is nonfiction, um, Mm. writing articles and books in the business. And I worked in journal in the business industry, I should say. I worked in journalism and I was published in the children's um, publishing industry. But last year, I chose to step into the adult fiction world full time and was fortunate enough to land a literary agent. Oh, congratulations. That is really exciting. So can you share with our listeners uh, what your book is, where you're what they call the whip or work in progress? Uh, Anything you can share about what you're currently working on? Okay, I will. And um, tell me if I talk too long, because I love talking. No, no, by all means, this is this is your (laughs) your interview and I want our listeners to get to know you. All right. Well, thank you. Um, I've got a couple works in progress and then I I will talk a little bit about one of the projects I'm working on and then certainly a book that uh, my agent is representing. The books that I write are mostly suspense, romantic suspense, although they differ in tone, settings, and certainly the level of intensity when it comes to suspense. Um, But there are two that are front and center. 
The first that is my work in progress is a standalone adult suspense. Um, it's sprinkled with political intrigue and Ooh. science fiction, believe it or not. Wow. This sounds like a great combination of genres there. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little bit of a stretch um, for me. Um, it's just a, a quick what it's about it's it's about a bitter detective and a rising fbi agent who share a scorched past but they must find a way to work together forgive one another defeat their demons and a corrupt politician nefarious plot but again that is also intertwined with a bit of an extraterrestrial threat so that's a work in wow. Yeah, it's a it. lot. It's a lot. It's kind of everything in the kitchen sink or but the kitchen sink, they say. Oh, yes. Um, but it, it's a great logline. I mean, you summarize that so well, especially with so many massive parts to it. That sounds exciting. So uh, share with our listeners some of the uh, you mentioned you've written you're working on some other books. Can you share a little bit of what those are? Absolutely. Well, I'll talk about my series um, that is represented by my literary agent. Um, this is the first book, and it is entitled Mistaken Identity. Mm -hmm. And this is a fun romantic suspense series, a lot lighter than what I just talked about. Um, and this is the one she's currently shopping to publishers. Oh, great. Yeah, so it's kind of a, a, a fun romp. So what happens when an aging, aging down-on-his-luck CIA operative's path collides with a quiet librarian who's trying to rebuild her life after a bad divorce. That's your question. There. Oh, wow. That is really interesting. I'm seeing a little bit of a theme. Is that, is this coincidence that, you know, you have uh, your character, some of your character sounds like uh, they, they work in law enforcement where they work with federal agencies. Is this a, a recurring theme in a lot of your books or was it just kind of coincidence that uh, you happen to have characters like that? No, it's it's not a coincidence. Um, I am vastly in awe of the protective services mm -hmm. in, in any shape or form. Anything from a nurse caring for you all the way up to, let's say, you know, government protection. Right. Um, so in a way, it's a bit of an honor um, to represent um, in stories. And it's another uh Strange fascination, um, but I actually, when you, when you, if we talk a little bit about what inspired me to write some of this, there's a, there's a piece there that might clue you in. Oh, absolutely! In fact, that you, you read my mind. Uh, so I, I would love to know what inspired you to write these books. Uh, let's let's start with your current work in progress, the one you were talking about, with the one that involves some mystery, a thriller, uh, a sci, a little bit of sci-fi. I would love to know what inspired that one. Well. I think all of these books are inspired uh, probably the same way that most authors get inspired. You know, you write about what you know. Mm -hmm. Authors always create stories that encompass their past experiences coupled with inspiration and imagination. Now, I'm certainly not chasing down fugitives or am I running an unsanctioned CIA or FBI operative? <laughs> Um, nor am I saving the world from aliens, John. But no. um, okay, I was about, <laughs> I know, that was my next guest, Kimberly. You <laughs> can honestly say that I've brushed shoulders with a few people who either are or who have oh, alluded to something. So along those lines, when you talk to people, you get inspiration and get ideas, and then things start to formulate. For example, uh, when I was young, 
our neighbor was a retired FBI agent. Okay. And I used to babysit his cat. <laughs> I was a young girl. Um, and let me tell you, John, that house was a shrine to the Bureau. Oh, wow. Photos of him with presidents and politicians. He had a huge FBI seal rug on the floor. I could go on and on. And I But often- you know what I love? I love that your interaction with this neighbor was for something very you know, very slice of life, very everyday, you know, taking care of his cat. And I, and I can see that in that you've blended in, in that other novel that it's a, a CIA agent and a, and a librarian. I love kind of that mix of, you know, these characters that we think of as, you know, the, these, uh, heroes and these adventurous, uh, kind of types that we see in a lot of thrillers and movies, but you're also mixing them kind of with, with, uh, kind of people we come into contact every day with like librarians. Absolutely. And you just never know where things could collide. Um, yes. In the book that I mentioned um, that my agent is shopping, it's called Mistaken Identity. Uh, that series, there's five books in the series. Okay. I've um, completed three and a half of them already. Wow. Yeah, I have plotted out the fourth. Uh, but it is interesting how we as human beings have people in our lives or maybe have like I said, brush shoulders with something or someone that could put us in that interesting, you know, connection with another person. In in that book, Mistaken Identity, the uh, hero who is this operative ends up tracking down the ex-husband of this librarian, and that's how their paths collide. Um, and and she ends up mistakenly grabbing some evidence, and so it, it's an interesting connection that happens by chance that leads to an ongoing five book series now that is amazing and it's really interesting to hear that you have it sounds like a lot of the roadmap for uh, a serialized uh collection which is really cool but let's go back to you kimberly i'm i'm curious so you talked a little bit about your prior life working in corporate america and you know that's something that we share in common but i I would love to know growing up did you always want to be a writer and was this something that uh, you cultivated later on? Was this part of your your childhood? Where where did this desire to be a writer come from for you? Yeah, that's a great question. I think I've always been a writer. Did I see myself being an author per se? Maybe not until I kind of got later in life as an adult. Mm-hmm. Um, but storytelling t- is something that I've always done since. Mm. You know, I've I've written so many stories. I think about times in in the classroom um, when I was a little girl, when I was in college. I, I do remember when I was younger, one of my teachers telling me that I should be a writer. She said my energy and imagination was larger than life, but she didn't really mean that as a compliment. I'm sure. Oh. <laughs> well, I would take that as a compliment. I mean, coming from you and, and and the way you just said it, it sounds like a very nice compliment. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I think it was just because I was always causing a little trouble telling stories. <laughs> a little bit of a rebel. when I shouldn't be talking or going <laughs> off on a tangent. Um, but little did she know, uh, hey, she was right. So you know I, what? You should, you should, you know what? Uh, you should maybe send a note to that teacher if, if you know, if she's still, if she's still here. I think that I think she might be. I think she might be tickled to hear that you've actually chosen that as your path. 
That's funny you should say that. I think I should. I have one of the stories that she wrote um, really positive comments on. Okay. So I still have her name. I kept that because I was so proud of it. Oh, wow. You <laughs> so should send I, her a copy of that along with maybe, yeah. you know, maybe your first book. I, I think that would be, <laughs> I I mean, I, I, I honestly believe that that's the type of thing that I, I, I can't imagine that a teacher would not love to hear something like that. I think you're right. I'll send her that. And I'll also send her a link to this podcast. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Well, Kimberly, I, I love your story. I love the fact that writing has been a part of your life. But let's get back to this pivotal moment last year, because I'm really interested oh. in that. And some of the authors I've spoken to have had really similar, like big life aha moments. So you were working in corporate America. I'm assuming you were very successful, you had a very full life, a very full career. What makes you decide, you know what, I'm going to leave this world and become a writer full-time? Yes. I think a lot of it was the time that I wasn't working was all consumed, you know, when you're not with family, certainly, mm -hmm. it's all consumed with stories and writing and that passion. I've, all my life have been going to different conferences and reading all types of books and fiction and nonfiction and really just felt compelled, I think, last year to make the decision, is this where I want to be for the rest of my life or am I ready to take a chance on me? Yeah. And when I had that urgent tug within, decided, hey, it's time to you know, close that door and step into this full bore and see where it goes. And I, I'm so grateful that I did. I, I love it. We're kicking off season 10 and episode 413 with guest author Kimberly Charleston. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Hey, Moving Forward listeners, I've talked about on the Poshmark miniseries how staying organized and knowing your negotiating guidelines are key to running a successful business on Poshmark. That's why I've developed the Poshmark Seller Journal for Individuals and Small Businesses, a journal containing worksheets for inventory management and establishing negotiating guideposts for your listings. Included are sample worksheets that are filled out as examples to help new and experienced Poshmark sellers. It's available now on Amazon, or you can find quick links at bemovingforward.com and in the show notes for this episode. If you want to learn more about starting a business on Poshmark, I've also written a book, The Poshmark Guide for Individuals and Small Businesses, which is available in paperback, Kindle, and audiobook versions. Stay organized with The Poshmark Seller Journal and start moving forward today. Well, let's get back to your writing because um, I, I'm really curious about your process. So uh, you mentioned that you've signed with an agent. Congratulations. So it sounds like you've decided to go the traditional publishing route now. And this is a question that I ask a lot of the guests I've had. I've had guests who are traditionally published, uh, such as uh, you are pursuing. I've had uh, guests who are self-published. Did you know initially that you wanted to go the traditional route and sign with an agent and pitch your books to a traditional publisher? Or was that a question that you thought about? Do I want to go traditional? Or did you ever consider self-publishing? Yeah, that's a great question. I think I could say, honestly, I've always considered both. And still, okay. even though I have an agent and am pursuing the traditional path with this series, I am not um, shutting the door to a hybrid publishing career. Okay. 
And for our listeners who may not be familiar, can you explain what a hybrid publishing uh, career is? Absolutely. That would be a combination of being traditionally published by a publisher and self-published, mm-hmm. whether it is you publish, um, you know, short story or a novella or a full novel that you write yourself, you find people to do your book covers, edit your book, and then set it up online where people can purchase it. And recently I had a, a great conversation with a best-selling author who was talking to me about the possibility of partnering on a self-published book. So oh, wow, that's exciting. I know. I, very exciting. And I'm I'm was so honored to even have that conversation, let alone being considered for that. Uh, but I think there's some alignment there that we saw. So yeah, so while I'm pursuing the traditionally published path, who knows what tomorrow can bring? I think it's really interesting you mentioned that. A number of the authors I've spoken to uh, last year and in, in past episodes have, many of them have done what you call the hybrid approach, which is they've done traditional publishing on some works, but they've also explored self-publishing. So it sounds like that's the thing that I think um, a lot of uh, new authors should be aware of is that you don't have to stay with one. It's not like you pick one and that's the only option you have that you can be flexible and do both. And you're a great example of that. So Kimberly, I'd love to go a little bit into your writing process because we have listeners who want to write or maybe are thinking about writing a book or thinking about, you know, starting out and maybe they have that novel idea inside their head. But I'd love to ask you, do you have a particular process for writing? Where do you start? Do you start with a character bio? Do you start with an outline? Do you sit down and just write and let the story tell itself? I'd love to hear about your process. You know, the process of plotting or pantsing, and I know you're very familiar with that, Sean. And and for our listeners, uh, actually, I would love for you to explain the difference between the two. Okay. And again, it's a, it's one of those terms that once you step into writing. Yeah, it's a, I've learned so much, so many of these terms of art, like WIP, WIP, pantsing. Huh. I mean, it's, it's just the terminology. I'm always tickled by it. it it's great. I, I feel sometimes like there's something new on the forefront every day, yeah. but uh, plotting would mean that you would plot your novel out mm-hmm. like an outline almost or a rough draft of where you're beginning, where you're going, maybe setting up your character's goals, motivation, conflict. So you're doing a lot of mapping in the forefront. The pantsing is where you just sit down and you just wing it. And that book comes alive. Mm -hmm. My, my strategy is a little bit of both. Ah, interesting. Yeah. The, the book that the agent picked up was complete pantsing. I started writing and writing and next thing you know, and the whole series just started to come alive um, and tell its own tale. As as I wrote, uh, the one that I mentioned that's got a little bit of the sci-fi in it, that's a little bit more of a plotter. But you know, there's a a term I'm adding. I created a new term. I put it on my Oh, I'd love to hear it. And it seems like people uh, really like it. I had a few comments on it, um, but I call it quilting. Quilting. Okay. And the reason why I came up with this one is I would find myself, um, you know, like taking walks or working out and I would have a scene that would come to mind and I would imagine this whole scene in a book that 
you know, is my work in progress. And then I'd sit down and I'd write out that scene. And then maybe like two days later, I'd have another scene and it wasn't necessarily an order, but it was like patches of a quilt. Ah. So I wrote it out when I was inspired by that. And then eventually I would weave it into the book if it was relevant. So that's my quilting approach that I also do from here, you know, now. I I think you need to trademark that Kimberly. That's (laughs) really cool. (laughs) I've never, I've, I've never heard that approach before. I think you're the first author to share that and you've come up with a with a whole new term uh, for your approach and I absolutely love it. So quilting for our moving forward listeners, this is another approach and I love that you're sharing there, there are many different ways you can approach it. So I want to ask you uh, as a novelist, as someone who's done both the plotting, the pantsing and now quilting, do you have a, a particular challenge you find when you are writing a book? Do you do you ever get writer's block? What What do you think is your biggest challenge if you have one? I don't necessarily get writer's block too much. In fact, I write a lot. During okay. I, can, I can sit down and just put the words on paper pretty easily, which is a gift and which is great. However, there is a big challenge that I think m- most writers struggle with, and I am certainly... Uh, in that field here, and that is imposter syndrome. Oh, so it's one and, and for our listeners, that's another term that I think authors deal with a lot. But outside of being an author, I think we hear that a lot. Uh, and for our listeners, share what what is imposter syndrome to you? Yes, it's it's really when you're feeling as if you don't necessarily belong to that world. You know you. Okay. You're, you're putting yourself out there, you're connecting with authors, pitching your books, and you start to question, am I good enough to even be on this playing field? You know, you're bearing your soul to the world, you're asking readers to take a chance on you, and really stepping into an industry that's rife with incredible talent. So it's daunting. It, it's a daily process. Even if you're writing a blog, if you're writing an article, sometimes when you even write an email, you think, am I good enough to say this? Or did I write the correct things that I needed mm-hmm. to say? Did I inspire somebody? Or is there anything in there that I shouldn't have put? Or, or am I even worry, worthy to be on the playing field? And you've done so many things. I mean, I the fact that you are you have an agent but beyond that that you have several books and you've described them and they're so vivid and they're so you know your your creativity just comes through in this conversation how do you get over imposter syndrome first of all it is surprising to me to hear that you have imposter syndrome but i think that can be a source of inspiration for our listeners that everyone can get imposter syndrome no matter where you are in this stage but how do you overcome that or how do you use that to, to continue to fuel your writing and to just not give up? Two things come to mind. Um, the first is that I have this unwavering passion to share stories with the world. Hmm. I have that hands down, you know, and I would say that you could ask anyone who knows me and they will concur that I am that person that always wants to put a smile on someone's face, make them laugh, have a light moment, sometimes to a fall. You know, I, I just like, let's make it light. Let's make it light. So I, I have that, uh, you know, kind of that gene in me. That's like, let's lighten it up. Let's tell a story. Let's make it 
happy. And again, that's not always the appropriate thing. We think back to my teacher, um, but it, it's just something that I do. So I have this unwavering passion to share my stories with the world. I, I get excited about telling a tale and seeing if others get jazzed about it too. Um, and just listening and sharing ideas with other authors sitting down and hearing it a bit of their book or another person's story idea. And it, it's so much fun and it's a nice escape. So there's that piece of it that helps me get through it. Just do it. The second piece of it is the people that have helped me manage this challenge of fear, if you will. Mm. You know, I, I have wonderful friends that when I told them, hey, I'm doing this, they came right behind me and said, what do we need to do to support oh, you? Oh, I love that. Most importantly, family, um, you know, have supported me in so many ways, um, from my nieces giving me the likes on social media <laughs> to, <laughs> to my sister, who's been a real gem. She's been reading my works, giving me feedback and keeping me encouraged. But of course, my husband, John, he has been incredibly awesome ever since we've met. He's encouraged and supported me in whatever I do. And he has been reading my books, giving me some serious oh, wow. feedback um, and also some great ideas. So it's having the people in your world and having the passion to do it is what pushes me through and, and gets me out of that headspace. Well, you've already shared something that I think is really important that writing is not done in a silo, that oh. it is important to have people around you, even if they're not directly part of the writing process, that people who will support you know, give you that moral support and that encouragement. And I absolutely love it. So Kimberly, let me ask you specifically with writing. This is a question that I'm always curious about. Do you set a deadline for yourself? Uh, and are you the type of writer that uh, I'm going to finish this book by X date? Or are you a little bit, what's your process for making sure that you finish a book, um, uh, finish a book? <laughs> Right. I do set goals. I'm very goal driven. And I think that comes from my background in the corporate world. Mm -hmm. uh, so I will set um, both writing word count um, goals for I need to edit this book by such and such a date. I need right. to have this, you know, to my to my agent, I need to personally, you know, achieve this many chapters for my own self-satisfaction. So I set goals and I have um, write a, uh, I'm sorry, accountability partners oh, that we great. meet every two weeks and they're in the industry and they're uh, well published. So I'm grateful to have them into my circle as well. And um, so we meet every two weeks and say, how do we do? We set some goals and we go off and achieve them. So it's nice when you have that other person that holds your feet to the fire. I, I absolutely love that. And because we have listeners who may be thinking about writing a book, maybe they put it off last year, but 2023, they they really want to get started. What advice or best practice tips? You've already shared quite a few, but do you have anything specific that you want to share with our listeners? Uh, anyone who wants to be a writer who might be listening to this, what advice do you have for them? Just do it. Don't overthink it. Uh, just rip off that Band-Aid and go for it and believe in yourself. And I know that sounds a little trite, but trust me when I say, if you don't do it now, then when? And, you know, it, you have to really enjoy the journey. You can't look at it as if, oh, I'm going to write this book and, you know, make this kind of money or be famous or anything because odds are that's not going to be the future. You need to say, I'm doing this because I love storytelling or I love writing and I love being in this world. And John, you know, I actually, as a writer and a new author, if you will, 
I always am interested in what authors' processes are like. What what are the experts doing, or what are those newly published authors dealing with as they go through their journey? So I started on my website too, um, as part of my blog. Uh, one series called Author's Journey, mm. where I will get some authors to give me some quotes on a particular topic or offer their advice around a particular topic. Because I'm always curious. I want to know. And I always would imagine other authors want to know, too. Well, what happens between the moment you have this great idea and then you're sitting, you know, signing books at a bookstore. So trying to curate other authors input and encouragement and advice helps me helps others. And it also really drives home the importance that this is a journey and you have to be excited about the journey. I love that. Actually, just coming from you and just hearing that in your voice, I think that is wonderful advice. Well, speaking of your website, where can our listeners find you? Social media, website, uh, where are you located and how can they connect with you? Great. Thank you for asking. I would send everybody to my website, which is KimberlyCharleston.com. The reason why is because that's where you'll get all my social media links, which I'd love to connect with listeners and readers and other authors and writers. I also have book teasers. So some of the books that I was talking about probably did a better job giving you a little intel on the website. There's that author's um, Author's Journey blog is there. And I also have a literary citizenship project that's there. So once you go to Kimberly Charleston website, there is so many links to uh, hopefully some supportive resources for readers and writers and anyone else who just loves being part of the world of fun rates. Awesome. Awesome. And one more time, can you remind our listeners uh, the the books that you're working on, just you know, anything you want to share with our listeners in in terms of uh, reminding them which books to look out for in the future. Absolutely, my one work in progress is, is under uh, an interesting title change, so I'm not going to really drive that one home. But I would say, mistaken identity. That is my book with my agent. It's that series. Uh, it's uh, like I said, it's a five book series so far, and that is on my website. So keep your eyes peeled for Mistaken Identity, hopefully soon to be with a publisher at by Ch- uh, KimberlyCharleston.com. Awesome. And we're going to have all of this in the write-up for episode 413, which will be at the website at bemovingforward.com. This conversation and a link to this episode will also be added to the writing series Kimberly, I want to thank you so much for joining me today for this wonderful conversation, for sharing your story, your insights into writing, your process, and for inspiring our listeners. Thank you so much. Thank you, John. Thank you for all that you're doing to bring great inspiration to readers and writers and authors out there. Thank you a lot. Oh, thank you. That that means a lot. And again, I'm going to encourage all of our listeners, follow Kimberly, head over to her website, She has a lot of knowledge that she has shared there. If you want to get started with writing, follow her on social media. And again, the write-up for today's episodes at bemovingforward.com. This is episode 413 with the wonderful Kimberly Charleston. You'll be hearing a lot more about her in the future, no doubt. And we'll be back next week with another episode. You can find the write-up for today's episode at bemovingforward.com. The views expressed by any featured guests are not necessarily those of the host, the program, or affiliates. Moving Forward is produced by John Lim and BeMovingForward.com. All rights reserved.